on a positive note, I haven't been seeing any MAGA hats in a few months, so that's that's a plus. Am I right? Hey, guys, Christian, are you recording? I'm recording. Joel, are you recording? Are you recording? We're getting into it. Are you recording? Yes, I'm recording. All right, we got Attack of the Burr, <laughs> Return of the Cameo, Revenge of the Fet, all of this and more on this edition of Sequel Men, the podcast. Coming at you, not live from Moff Gideon's Cruiser. Two men talk about the films you care about. Or don't. It's a Sequel Men podcast and it starts right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another new episode of Sequel Men, the podcast. Where, you know, everything's made up and the points don't matter. That's right, I'm going to steal that. It's, it's, the points matter about as much as the dessert menu at a vegan restaurant. So, nice. let's get into this. Um, with me, oh, first of all, I want to introduce myself. Oh, Christian Bring It All is my name, and with me is... Spencer. Hi. How are you? Good? Good. I missed you. Yeah, all. I'm doing great. Uh, today, Not I you, went the for... the listeners. Hey, and to my immediate center... <laughs> Coming in at five foot seven and a half, his is between his pants is longer. I knew you were going Power there. Power forward from Allendale, Michigan, Joel, the Except boys, Powie. Thanks. Except two corrections, five foot eight, and I'm no longer. From well, I'm from Allendale, but I'm no longer living in Allendale. So happy to say I'm a Grand Rapids resident. That's good. Finally. But when you do starting lineups, it's like where you from. Yeah, well, I so. wish I wasn't. Wow. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. But that's on a different podcast. No, that's that'll never be on. The reasons why will never be on any sort of podcast. <laughs> Sorry. And I'm from Fruitport. And I'm from Mattel. Well, I'm not actually from a town. I'm actually from a company that was <laughs> yes. bought out from a town. Perfect. <laughs> Just in, about a year in actuality, later. Little Spencer, I, I am like only 10 minutes away from you now. So. Good. Yeah. Let's hang out. So, so we're the leave sequel a light men. on at night. We're the Watch sequel men. And uh, we're, we're talking about film franchises. You know the drill by now. If this is your first episode, first of all, why? Second of all, welcome. And <laughs> guys, we're, we did it. We made it to the epic finale of mm. The Mandalorian. We zipped right through it, and we're there. We're Sorry there. I had to sit out you last You just turned time. into Owen mm-hmm. Wilson. Life, life got in the way. I'm sure I'll be able to share my thoughts on uh, what On the wrap-up. Yes, it's... Yeah, on the wrap-up, so... It's great to have you back. We missed Thank you on you. the Is last it? one, but did we're we? glad that you're wow. here again. Yeah, we did. I, I missed you. I don't know about Christian, but I did. ROTJ, Return of the Joel. There you there go. There you go. <laughs> How clever. I'm here for another hour. Cool. Well, uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm here for another. Uh, Christian Joyless was actually. Laughing uh, guy. Uh, Christian was supposed <laughs> to actually be uh, killed <laughs> off in the, uh, in the pilot episode. <laughs> I thought the, the sequel men movement was. Uh, was detrimental uh, to to him and uh, to his 
successes as an artist and uh our, our success was the founder along him because i don't know how to do the audio stuff so we uh, we kept him on we kept him on who are you supposed to be let's see it's oh, just a, a hybrid of, a of obama and something else I yeah don't just know. a bunch of people but so of people. my own character mm, today own character we're talking about so guys let's just talk let's just get into chapter 15 so we can get it out of the way and talk about the good one Although, okay. let me back up. This They're is a very good episode. very, very good. Yeah, I would say, Spencer, episode. these are two of the best episodes. I would agree, I think. Especially after that this... doozy of uh, the tragedy, that tragic episode. That yeah, that was had. an amazing episode, too. You're right. I mean, this is an amazing five-episode stretch of episodes, chapters. Um, so if you'll allow me, I'll I'll get right to it. So we can just get into it, but first, give me one minute. Give me one I minute. I am going. To oh, allow I gotta that. give a shout out. Uh, on the day of recording, it was uh, the start, the de- very delayed start of Kalamazoo College uh, football season, their Division Three school. My nephew Micah is the is it's his second. He's a sophomore, and uh, he got his first ever start. At safety, he had three tackles. They lost, but he played well, and uh, he's he's the starter now. He worked his way up his sophomore year, so you know I'm right. very very proud of him. So that's that's Hell good stuff. Yeah. Also, March freaking madness. We got I want to I need it to be documented. Oral Roberts upset Ohio State, and it was glorious. Oral Roberts are my guys. I always root for them. Whenever they're in it, I always root for them. They're like my second favorite college. So, back to this. We have Chapter 15, The Believer, directed by Rick Famayua. Famayua. Thanks. We're in prison (laughs) and working in the scrapyard. Mayfeld is back and he's a prisoner and he's picked up by Cara Dune, unfortunately, to go help get coordinates of Gideon's ship. We land on the, on Morak, I think, and go behind enemy lines in a radon or radion or something, transporter. It's explosive. It's, It's some super explosive stuff. With Mayfeld and Din, who, they're both disguised as stormtroopers. It's not long before they're attacked by pirates and almost get blown up, but are saved by, wait for it, TIE Fighters and Stormtroopers, and for the first time in Star Wars history, they are useful. We see a little insight that all the troopers are just dudes trying to make a living. Mayfeld and Din are in, and Din removes his helmet to get a face scan that apparently lets anyone have access to the Imperial shit. A douchebag officer confronts them, and Mayfeld gets deep and sentimental about people dying for a cause that was less than noble. He shoots the officer, and they barely escape with the help from Kara and Fennec with Boba Fett. Mayfeld is left to go free, and Din sends the same monologue message to Gideon about coming to get the kid. The same mirror uh, (coughs) ring theory. as in the finale or the second to finale of season one and it's glorious and it's awesome and we're in it guys i just want to start off by saying nice little detail on boba's armor he cleaned it up he repainted it he restored the honor and integrity yeah 
I thought that was a well, nice touch. That that caused some controversy because, of course, the OT purist well. people were like, oh, leave it grimy. You know, that's part of the I, for one, the look and, yeah. like that Boba has a fresh coat of paint. Me he too. did. Why wouldn't he do that? He looks great. Like it makes it, sense yeah. that he did that. It looks pretty sleek with the black robes underneath. And <clears throat> yeah, excuse me. He is filling it out a little. He's a little busty there, but buff. It looks good. It is kind of that. I don't want to call Tamora Morrison chunky. I think it is probably just muscle underneath. Probably yeah, buff. And yeah. how Tamara much cloth Morrison is there? To kick your ass, man. Ah, he absolutely could. <laughs> yeah, I don't could. doubt that. Yeah, he's cool. He seems like a cool guy from what I've heard of him. But he's got oh, that yeah. Maori warrior yes. shit going on. Yes, man. it's glad. That I'm glad to see him back. I'm glad to see Boba actually get a glow up. Looking pretty good in that new armor. Um, it, let's start it, off with wait. What you go ahead? Joel, sorry, go yeah, ahead. I just want one last comment for me about the armor. Mm-hmm. My feelings were like. I was always bothered by the fact that we never got to see Boba's. Like, sure, we saw we saw the armor when it was Django and clean, but we never saw it when, like, okay, but we never got to see the clean Boba paint job he did. You know, he's like, ah, right. oh, Dad's Dad's paint job was lame. I'm going to fix it up. And we never saw the brand new, you know. So I liked it. Like, that's Ooh. why I liked it because I thought back, like, well, we never got to see – the boba paint scheme right. in its prime. So I like well, it. Well, we, we only saw it in that yeah, like, lived-in world aesthetic where it was right. worn down and, you know, used reality, I guess is what it's called. <laughs> I forget the term. But speaking of, just a quick aside, Jangle's armor looked kind of toy-like in mm-hmm. Attack of the Clones. And now it actually looks kind of, you know what I mean? It looked like an umpire's vest. Yeah. In Attack yeah, of the sure. Clones. And now it looks like Sorry, I have to stop you, Christian. Sturdy armor. Go ahead. I have to cut, oh, I have stop you. Um, and Umpire Joel is um, okay. the guy that stands behind the, Ready the plate. Ready another lesson? Home plate um, in a baseball game. He played fucking T-ball. He, I know. He played behind. He, he stands behind the batter. <laughs> he counts the balls and the strikes. Like He kind of makes those calls. I made he it calls all the way out. through coach pitch. Sure, 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 sure you did. And, <laughs> and he he just stands back there and he wears like this padded gear so if he gets hit by the ball, you know, it's a sports thing. So it's okay. Thank you. Christian, carry on. All right. Well, I do have a couple things. Um, right off the bat, going to this uh, scrap yard, all, you see all this stuff strewn about. I did spot an E-wing wreckage. Or not an E-wing, I'm oh. sorry, a U-wing wreckage amongst the... A me-wing? What is it wing? called? Uh, what do they call it at EA? Environmental clutter. I, I saw that like around scrap there. Yard. Like, you can certainly see the ties and stuff like yeah. that, but I did not pick... Like, I was scanning it this last time, really trying to zero in. It's like, okay, yeah. I want to find something so I can say something cool and be the know-it-all again on the podcast, but I couldn't. It's you this time. Because I didn't find anything new. I, I just I still only was seeing the Tie Fighter cockpits and the the wings and shit. Well, the um, good on you for spotting something other than Tie the, Fighters in the junkyard. A lot of people don't know this, Joel. The 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 Visual Dictionary that came mm-hmm. out 
after the of episode your ass? aired. Uh, it actually, went through it... each piece of junk in that scrapyard. Great mm-hmm. aesthetic, by the way. Uh, it, but this is in the book, and oh, okay. it. You, I don't know if you caught it. I didn't until I watched it 27 more times. But if you look really closely, you'll see the remains of it. Well, the bigger picture is it's the remains of a bantha that died trying to escape out of an ATAT because the ATAT actually was giving birth to it. It was experimental at the time. And if you look inside the bantha, you'll see the skeleton of Jar Jar Binks because he was trying to stay warm and uh, he got trapped and died in, in a bantha. So. Mm-hmm. Sure, Jan. How Thank you for that little piece of your legend's continuity, yeah. but... Uh, <laughs> Welcome to Spencer's uh, headcanon. Yeah. Actually, I have real. a breaking news. Are we doing that voice? The still? Mandalorian <laughs> visual dictionary has been canceled. My heart is torn. My day is ruined. And I don't know how I can come back from this. You were slipping into some little bit of Trump there. So. Yeah, you were. <laughs> let's, let's hit the pause button on that one. The, but the scrapyard aesthetic is really cool, though, with all the parts of ships and stuff, and and that's like what prisoners are doing is is they're working, they're letting them work. It's like work release. Well, it's a real world connection there. It to some degree, we have to question ourselves in the Star Wars universe. What is the practicality of designing these these vehicles after prehistoric animals? Like you see in the background on on the scrap planet. These giant eight adats, basically, they're like garbage adats, yeah. truck, garbage truck adats, whatever. But what's the practicality? Is it just because it looks exotic? It looks cool? It looks otherworldly? I mean, sometimes I've thought of that when thinking about the adat itself. Like, what is the practicality of designing a, a vehicle like that? That's kind of lumbering. I mean, because it's cool looking. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and it's I don't know. They, they seem to be uh, favoring the the whole adat thing because you got, you got this, you got then you have the um thing that pulls them out of the water on uh, Trask. Mm-hmm. So, well, and the thing is, it getting <clears throat> old? You know, like are, are they? I don't know. It, well, it's what is the vehicle in the Clone Wars called? The the one with the short stubby legs, the Walker. The one with the the six legs. Yes. Oh, oh, ATTE, right? ATTE. Right? That yeah. was a better design than yep. the ADAT. Right. Because you can't tie a tow cable around them. I don't know. It just it just came to mind. Yeah, and, and that's that's another thing. It's like some of these Clone Wars. Um, see, Spencer, the Clone Wars, and uh, is an animated series. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> these things that. <laughs> They did in the Clone Wars, like, you look at some of the designs, they're just like, they kind of devolved mm. when you got to the Empire era. Right. Like the Walker, um, I don't know. I, I liked the uh, Venator-class ships better and yeah. the, for the yep. Republic, you know? Mm-hmm. So it is With the little indents on the sides where the yeah. shuttle bays are, yeah. Right, with the uh, twenty with the AT, uh, B, BTs. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's okay. another yeah. thing. I mean, come on. No, okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. 
But <clears throat> that just came to mind. Were, fun um, fact: they were actually modeled after dogs. Little little poodles, <laughs> little poodles. They, the the tail opens up. They're dogs, it, sure. It, it right. shoots, no, they're uh, dogs anyway. An electrical uh, current <laughs> out of their um, butthole. Oh, whoa! So, yeah, when they they actually designed them to take electronic poops. <laughs> Stop! They're like Goddard from Jimmy Neutron. Can we move past <laughs> the scrapyard? That's a very small amount. Of no, this I have I one more thing. I have one more thing, and it has to do. What is it with the New Republic using droids as part of their uh, prison work regiment? And they, man, they don't are have they any annoying. How many times do you have to say his prisoner identification number? I think the cool thing about using a droid, Christian, and this happens in this episode, but even more so, and it's touched on literally with dialogue in the next episode, we'll, or the next chapter, which we'll talk about, but... Um, just so I don't forget, it's kind of like a real-world parallel I, I caught because if you look at what's going on right now, like everything is, you know, technology. You go to a fast food restaurant, it's, uh, you go up to the counter and, and you're like, hey, can I get out? And they're like, actually, I'm not taking the order. That machine behind you is. You're talking everything about automation. Is, yeah, automation. So that's kind of like what I think what this is kind of symbolizing. Like they're moving past humans and like living things and because droids are more efficient they're probably cheaper they don't have to pay a droid to work in a prison that's that's true makes sense running. yeah so it's, it's kind true. of a neat little real world connection and you do get away from the abusive warrant warden sort of situation true with the droid Oh yeah. Like, well, I mean, what they said in the other episode of Mando, like the droids are a reflection of what their programmer wants. So, okay, I can see that. I was just wondering, is the New Republic like? I'm sure they're not short-staffed, or they're short of volunteers to sign up for that. But anyway, we can go on. Sorry, we could move so, on. What? So Cara Dune gets him. Doesn't tell <clears throat> yeah. him what the assignment oh, is. More and wooden he gets, acting. He gets poed. He gets poed because he just wants to know what's going on. She just doesn't tell him. What is it with with Star Wars and not just telling people what's up? <laughs> I Although know. Although they do tell him once he gets on the ship. And he's it's a like, common uh-huh. courtesy. I'm not doing well, that. Okay. Uh-uh. I'm not doing Here's that. a reason, Spencer. You can't say it in front of everybody else in the scrapyard. That's True. why. True. And That's in front valid. of the droid. That's pretty you bad. Had to hide it. You can't. Yep. But it, it's <clears> cool how like Boba Fessler is like, oh, I thought you were someone else. And then yes. he comes down and he's like, ah. Oh, man, you scared ah. me there. I thought you were someone else for a moment. You do a pretty good Bill Burr impression. Joel? You? No, that you. Was, yeah, that, oh, I, I did? I thought Joel's was way better than mine. Ah, I don't know. Try it again. Uh, do it no, again. I don't want to insult Bill Burr. I no, can't. you no. did it well. Do it. I, no, let's move on to... Do it. All right. So the yeah. plan is we have to... All right, Spencer, I'll take this one. Uh, The plan is we have to (laughs) break into the the plant on Morak. It's a secret plant, but you wouldn't know that because apparently you're able to scan the planet's surface and boop, there it is. Don't even need to find it. It's a secret Imperial Mining Center. Yeah, right. But yeah, they have to break in. Fine, I'll let you take it from here. No, I just want to interject. Rhydonium, Spencer. Ah, there it is. Rhydonium is what they're after. Radon is yeah. from the radon is from the office. It's what you put. So real yeah. another real cool. So they have to infiltrate, and we get 
you know, this happens in Star Wars all the time when they have to dress up like stormtroopers. This one, I think, was the coolest one because we really got to see kind of what goes on in the workplace of stormtroopers and these other types of troopers and officers. But I, a neat little foreshadow with Bill, but with Mayfeld, you know, talking about like, oh, you know, are you allowed to, are you allowed to wear that? Or is it, is it you can't yeah, show your face like, or you can't take the, the helmet off? Yeah. And then yeah. they have this like deep, well, he has right. like this deep kind of in another real world connection, like talking about like, religion and stuff you know yeah just because you believe and it's just it, it's the deep you know what i'm talking about but the how we just kind of goes on you know it's all the same thing we're all believing <clears throat> the same stuff just that, different that's variations one of the of best it. parts of this episode yeah. is when right. they get well, in that I, philosophical discussion the one thing i wanted to say about that scene of them talking in the juggernaut uh i think i think that's when mando might start to be cracking a little and that might be the moment of the first moment of foreshadowing of like or more so them hinting at like this is what we want you guys to pick up on Mando's eventually gonna just soften up on his traditions you know right I think that was kind of like their first wink at us like be prepared for Mando to change yeah and this is something we talked about earlier and a couple episodes ago. Sorry, my throat. <clears> throat. Just rip it out. COVID. But we talked about this on a couple, you know, a couple episodes ago, where Mando keeps learning these new things about what it means to be a Mandalorian from Bo-Katan. I, oh, they don't wear their helmets all the time. They broke the creed. Mm-hmm. To him, it's this is the way. This is the way it's always been. It's the only but way. Now it's him starting to maybe think, is this the only way? You know. Mm-hmm. Can I take off my helmet? You know, he makes a good point. When I get down and dirty, sometimes it requires me to kind of break my traditions. And you, you know, see that's that another in the end real, of this episode. Real world connection, because, you know, like um, if you look at religious people, you know, Christians, for example, you get a lot of the old school ones are like, it's this. This is what it says. So this is what it is. Yeah. Um, you know, Man and woman is marriage. Um, you can't, you know, no sex before marriage. Don't even live with them. And then you have like the people, the ver- the the more progressive <laughs> versions. Yeah, the, the more progressive versions, like um, me, who you know, I'll I keep the faith, but I'm also learning that maybe some of the stuff isn't meant to be literal. And we're we're we can't pick and choose what we're believing. Either you believe it all or none of it. But right. you can you can believe it while also changing your your views on things. Like I like my views on on marriage equality. Like I I full one eighty uh, a few several years ago. Like you're mm-hmm. right. That is ridiculous. Like why if you love someone, marry them. How can that be? Uh, sin to love another human being so i you know like i completely flip because if you once you start really digging into your own beliefs you you realize the stuff that might kind of be outdated and maybe you were reading into it the wrong way like oh you know i i can show my face it's not really gonna matter 
It's just my face. It doesn't mean I don't believe the traditions anymore. It just means this one silly thing. Like in the Bible, it says, you know, you can't cut your hair. But we, do we still believe that? No, because we realized... Mm, I just did. <laughs> yeah. Like back in those days, fine, sure. But you're not going to go to hell for shaving your head or trimming your beard. You're All just right. not. The same way that I don't think you're going to go to hell if you're a dude and you marry a dude. <clears throat> or a, a woman and you marry a woman. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because there's more to believing something than the little nitpicky details like that. There's bigger things, there's bigger fish to fry than, than keeping your mask on, uh, your Mandalorian mask on. It's like, right. watch it there. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm not getting it's into that. Like <laughs> reading, it's kind of like reading, it's kind of like fundamental uh, constitutionalists or people yeah. who believe, who take the Constitution as a literal document like... It's not, how do I word this? They take the, the Constitution word for word as it is and apply it to today, yeah. literally, instead of having it be a flexible document where that you can adjust and interpret differently in a different era, that sort of right. idea. The term Similar. amendment, amend, right. literally right. means to change something, right? Yes. Doesn't it? Like amend. Oh, we're amending We've got this. 25 of them. I don't. Right. We have more than twenty-five. I think I'm not a constitutional scholar, but like the right to bear right. arms. Nobody's taking your guns away, but we do have to alter it. That was written back when yeah, it took you ten minutes to load one. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, plus, who knows? <laughs> maybe when they said the rod down in there. Right, maybe they said. Maybe when they said the right to bear arms, they literally meant, hey, yeah, you can kill a bear and put its arms on your wall. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Damn I'll give joke. A fudge. <laughs> no, Good but one, it, it is a cool little real world. Like, look, look outside of the stuff that you may have been reading too literal. Because I right. think going Did back. The founding Joel, fathers that really imagined guns that could shoot exactly. 30 rounds in 10 I'm seconds. Ready. Exactly. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. And Joel, <sighs> last thing I'll say about Jesus, and uh, okay. and then I'll move on. It's like you've got to clear I, it with me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm Satan. No. 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 But I, like, the things that he says, like, they're parables. They're, they're not meant to be literal. Like, he's using metaphor literally using metaphor that makes sense right <laughs> so i mean some of that stuff like because if you're if you're believing that that some of the stuff in the bible is you still have to follow today but it's like the the ridiculous aspects of it and then you look at like revelations there's like three thousand headed monsters so are you saying you believe there was that or was that a metaphor, you know? So, you know, when you really start to look into your own beliefs, some of it can be silly, but you can still have the beliefs, but be like, okay, well, stuff changes. I'm progressing as intended. There's a reason newspapers are going out of style because there's better things taking its place. Technology. Thank yeah. you. So they're in the juggernaut <laughs> and they get attacked by pirates and dude didn't single-handedly fights off these mofos like he's just taking it to them right <clears throat> and because it's been my thing to kind of look at things and tell you what other movies they remind me of this instance this whole pirates chasing thing i felt massive indie vibes 
Indiana Jones vibes. Oh, from, from yeah, I get you. Yep. Also because of the terrain of the plane, it was something just just indie about it. Like I could just see Harrison Ford cracking his whip at those ugly horned fuckers, and you know I don't know. Like it was Bill it, Burr it, it in the cool. background. Get, get those not? guys off us. <laughs> <laughs> Get Are you seriously out? shooting a laser <laughs> rig- near this close to radiology or whatever nope. the hell? I <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, I can't cross the bridge. I gotta slow down. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a fun scene, and like how only the, see this just cements. Not digging the alien design though. No, nah, they're kind of. I don't know what the hell. Very Star Trekian, was, but hmm. yeah. John Favreau and Dave Filoni, assuming that they write all these, this just cements them in Star Wars Hall of Fame because they took useless bad guys that can never hit anything and they made you, even if it's for 30 seconds, Mm -hmm. care about them and they made them heroic. They saved the good guys in a way that got you hyped for TIE fighters and stormtroopers for a little bit only they could have done like how they're so good at at writing this show that they made you care about useless people wow (laughs) now they're useless people okay wow useless characters never think very highly of them and then there they go out of nowhere dun 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 dun, tie fighters super cool Mm -hmm. It was Super really cool. cool. It was a nice. It was a nice turnaround. On you know, we've always seen stormtroopers as villains, and they can't shoot shit, and they can't aim for shit. They can't do anything right. But it was nice to see him fly in and save the day at the end there. I, yeah. I'm sure that's been done in another film or or property. I just can't think of it right now. But I have. I I do think that that's been done before, where they where somebody's undercover. And they're helped out by the villains or whatever. But For yeah, sure. very cool. I like how they turn that around. You get like they have the whole like saluting and the cheering and the hangar bay with the when they drive up and they're like getting patted yeah, on the back. You're kinda of like, Oh, they're friends. Here's what it does, it humanizes the right, empire. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So that was that was a good, yeah, good like thing. Yeah. Like I said in the summary, they're just guys doing a job they don't think they're bad guys they think they're doing this because they're being told it's the right thing they're being misled mm, and they're just so doing then you it. get into the i was just following orders sort of thing right so they're not mm. bad people they're they're or, um, just what do you think some of them believe in well here's the thing some of them and they go into some of this in the new books and stuff some people actually admired the Empire for the quote-unquote order it brought. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, some of these people don't have any contact with, they don't have any experience of being threatened or subjugated to the Empire's boot, you know? So they just think, oh, my life, well, it's kind of like how some people live in America today, you know? Some people live well, some people don't live under the oppression of the powers that be. Mm-hmm. So they like the system how it is. There's people like that in the Empire. Oh, I can name a few, yeah. Oh. 
We'd rather yeah, in the I'm Empire, talking about real not in, yeah. Not in yeah. reality. Yeah. Let's yeah. not yeah. go yeah. naming names. Oh, boy, especially from this week, could I name a few? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. We Check are. out my Facebook and Instagram, everybody. <laughs> Boys so of we Joel. won't get into that here. Um, you handled yeah. it well, though. I'll just say that. Thank you. Go to Voice of Joel for more on Facebook. <laughs> If you Make sure to like and subscribe, and rant. don't forget to click that bell. <laughs> Thanks for tuning but in, seriously. everybody. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, and Joel, that's all the time we have for you. Voice of no, Joel, okay. check him out no. on Facebook. I just fucked right <laughs> off. All right. No, do not do that. Stay here. But I, I so like how Migs vocalized that too. <clears throat> how he's like, I bet that's the first time you'll ever hear like you'll be happy to see the Empire or whatever he said. Oh I, yeah. He's not, he says what the audience is feeling. That's cool. They do that in the show quite a bit, and, and if it was written by somebody else, and I'm not literally thinking of somebody else like a specific, I'm not doing like one of those wink wink, but if it had been written by somebody else, who knows if it would have, if these on the nose explanations would have worked as well, but they seem to always do. Right. I like how we kind of, this show, this is where it shifts into the really dramatic portion of the episode yeah which was amazing amazingly well done this show's got this episode has almost every chapter excuse me it's got action that we just saw with the chase and everything and drama and comedy and comedy with bill burr like when he sees car he's like well boy don't you just have a shiny disposition sad you're not coming along like (laughs) which actually was still wet for for me as a viewer was almost like a real world dig at her acting too, and so that made it even more hilarious. Because like yeah. I bet you <laughs> you're like right, that, you, Joel. Well, we might not see any more of Bill Burr, given some of the stuff he had to say in the aftermath of all that. Yeah, well, drama, I bet we do. Never mind. The thing about comedy, <laughs> it is just that he's saying that to get a reaction. Right. So that's the thing. Like with with comedy specifically, I think yeah, Bill Burr's a fucking comedian. Be, like yeah, yeah, I think boundaries can be crossed in comedy. That's something we have to remember in the age of cancel culture. Some people should be getting rid of, not killed, but gotten rid of, and not wow. be famous anymore. <laughs> yeah, please clarify that. Sleeping with the fishes. <laughs> but comedy, I think, just it can cross that. But we're we're not going to get into that. He he has this this emotional or deep dramatic talk with the officer. Uh, Din takes off his helmet to get a face scan and apparently they didn't scan anybody's face. That's one of the dumbest things. I wrote that down too. Yeah, I I, I wasn't a fan of the whole facial recognition or scanning. So you just scan anybody, like you said, Spencer, anybody's face and you're just let in. But I did read a tweet. And how is Mando not like on the radar and in In some way? Like, I don't know his face. Like Boba. That was funny with Boba, though, before they went in. They're like, let's just say they might recognize my face. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We got a clone here. We got a clone. Uh, that was good. Uh, another, I did read something on Twitter. Somebody made a point, and it's kind of pointless to bring it up if I don't even know what it said anymore, but somebody made a point <laughs> in justification for the face scan thing. But on its face... It doesn't make any sense, because mm-hmm. that what kind of security system is that? Like, <laughs> right? That's like scan an shows iPhone. that you are alive. You may enter. That's like an iPhone yeah. <laughs> just opening for anybody with a face scan. 
face like, scan complete. Yeah. Top secret files now accessible. Like you can find Mando, Moff we Gideon's don't need ship. a hand. We need a face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he did have the the thumb drive, so maybe that had something to do with it. Yeah. Well, it's actually not a thumb drive. It's a code cylinder. So number one. Yeah. Come on, bruh. Did you watch the and episode? Oh. Why would it, why would he try to do the face scan? He's probably like, oh, I'll just try it. Let's do it with the helmet on, see if it recognizes. That everybody wears. Yeah. <laughs> Who has a face like that? No. <laughs> Whatever. But, but it, cool plot. thing about the helmet, that's the helmet design I think that George approved of for Rogue One, for the mm -hmm. tank driver. Yep. A little deep Same cut there. Type little type thingy that the tank drivers are wearing. Yeah. Different yeah. color, obviously. <clears throat> Same vibe, like the short trippers, the tank drivers, all of them. They all had that. They all debuted like this. Uh, you know, the the fins on the chin for for Rogue One. There's yeah, a lot of that going on. Yeah. They just now they're just taking sure. it and running with it. I mean, I like it. I like it. I ha I have to do a quick aside about the armor too. It just there his fight with the, we already talked about it, but the fight with the pirates, pirates. It really shows the difference between the Beskar armor and this fucking plastic. play school armor set that they wear for every day. What do they call it? Like Plasteel? Don't they call it Plasteel or something like that? Plasteel, I yeah. think. I think you're right. Yeah. But uh, that thing was getting beat the shit up with sticks. Um, Actually, yeah. it's an aluminum carbine alloy and they know. can fly. What? They can't fly! It's plastic. Stick. Uh, it's actually not plastic. It's, But... Yes. Yeah, the armor difference. He's just getting shot at. He doesn't have to be good at fighting because literal plot armor. Mm -hmm. All right. So, that's fun. But they establish it, though. So it's not like it's, oh, now I'm getting shot at and the armor is protecting me. It's nothing can penetrate Beskar. Okay? Not even Joel. Right. right. And that's saying something. Okay. <laughs> I think. You're welcome. It is. It is. It His is. chastity belt's got holes in it. Hey, Joel, <laughs> does your dark every saber time, every give time you power over has to devolve. Mandalore? All right. I think we're turning people off with constantly talking about Joel's wiener. So let's stop. <laughs> he who holds the dick saber. Talking about the old Oscar Meyer. We got to oh. stop, though. So they're in here talking. Face Don't is say there. He's not in. talking. He's got Don't a. Say he's, got a <laughs> he's got a mustache somehow. So he does take it off to shave, and he, <laughs> this this douche nozzle officer's talking. And you're Valen Hess. just this. Valen Hess. Okay. And then he's talking. Well, they Valen? died. A lot of people died. Not cool, Braj. Yeah. And then All he right. just shoots him. Spencer. What? Can we give you a little background. <clears throat> Yeah, let's Sorry, go into I this. Keep this clearing is my throat gun. nonstop. But this is actually pretty important. Operation Cinder. Yep. Very important in the um, extended canon mm -hmm. in the novels and comics and such. Especially Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Battlefront 2. Yep. Yes. Um, there's a mission in that game. Well, first background Operation Cinder is a secret uh, operation put in place, contingency plan put in mm -hmm. place by Palpatine before he died to right. ensure that the old empire was burned away all of its assets were diminished dissolved 
gone. If he if he was gone, then the empire that he created wasn't going to survive either. That's the goal of Operation Cinder. So they target these imperial strongholds and basically just destroy them. Uh, okay. Civilians or not. That's what is going on with Operation Cinder. And so apparently Miggs was a part of that or was involved in it in some way. I don't know if he was a with the Empire or if he was a civilian at the time. He was with him, though. He was in that regiment, wasn't he? Didn't he say, Joel? Something like that. I was just... I think I think he was part of it, and he was yeah. just so distraught by what happened that he probably left mm-hmm. the Empire, but or the Imperial Remnant, which I like how they reference it as the Remnant in this episode, too. Earlier on when they're discussing how to enter the base or whatnot, the mining facility, he calls it the Remnant facility or something like that. I like that because that's something from the EU the imperial imperial remnant mm-hmm. troops, like yeah. that. I, I in first place I heard it was when I played the Jedi Knight games, right? Right. <clears throat> Academy Jedi Outcast, Kalkatarn, yep. yep. and all that, and absolutely Jedi or Jedi right? The Imperial Remnant, yeah. Jedi rocks. <laughs> What's that the name of the Raven? Me. That bitch Tavian. <laughs> Nope. Joel, do the triple nipple dance. <laughs> I can't do it in here. That's for sure. There's not enough room. I, I'm in my but my new. I got a sidebar. I got a sidebar. Yes, yeah, sidebar. Oral Roberts just upset. Okay. The seven seed Florida. <laughs> okay. I there guys. They were down the whole game and they came back and won. Oral freaking Roberts. All right. So they anyway. Yeah, the, the escape is on. Hold on, I want to say something. Joel sent a meme. Y'all let you finish. Joel sent a meme (laughs) in our group chat. Like it was a picture of Bill Burr from this episode. (laughs) This guy had more character development in one episode. Somebody did. In one episode than Ray did in three movies. I would go one step further. Okay, I would go one step (laughs) further. Sorry, Christian sent it. I would go one step further. He had more character development in the first five minutes of this episode mm-hmm. than Ray did in three uh, movies. Okay. Oh, he grew, I, <laughs> like, they made us, again, we're gonna hear this show is the... so brilliant. They're fixing their own kind of mistakes, and they're fixing Star Wars mistakes. Oh, Stormtroopers, you don't like them? They're stupid, they're dumb? They saved the day here. They saved our heroes. Oh, hey, Bill hey, Burr, he you didn't like him, you thought wise that was ass. We're gonna You really... thought Mayfeld was just a pointless character? Oh, now you care about him. We're gonna really hear it from the, uh, Ray Simps uh, after that. Okay, oh, uh, let me back up. I loved Ray as a character. Yes, I was just, yes. Know, I'm making a joke, but we really yes. didn't see her develop. I, I did I as well as well. she should have been. Yes, we all agree on that. Yes, but I love this scene between this Fallon Hess guy and Bill yes. Burr's character Megs. I think awesome. the whole Fallon Hess thing was a great way to like add some tension to it like if they didn't have that then it's just like okay boom get get the info get out so i think it was a right. good way to put up a road, bit of a roadblock for them add some yeah. tension yeah especially with his helmet off and his face in full view i think the only reason they had the scan work and that he had to take his mask or his helmet off was so then mayfeld could have that line after he killed everybody there now nobody saw your face. 
probably. Oh, so yeah, yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, that's what likely. he said. Yeah. yeah, they. That's why they did that and set that up. Oh, so I love it's that. It's like, oh wow, Mayfeld even has a more like he does oh. care about this Mandalorian. Like he's he's you know, showing he's respect. Yeah, he's complete in it for, turnaround for from the, the right prisoner cause. Right, he's in it for the cause. He gets his redemption. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if we never see his character again. I mean, I want to personally, but if we don't, it'll be fine because his arc, his two episode arc, pretty much is complete. Like we got yeah. his story. We we don't need any more from him, even if we want. So. I like how he looks away too when he gives him the helmet back. He's like, "I never saw your face." Oh right, right. And gives him the helmet and says, "Put it on. We're good. You did what you had to do." That sort of thing. But I just. I love I love how Rick Famuyiwa brought in that throughout this whole episode that philosophical discussion between like freedom versus order, which is at like the foundation. And that's it's one the foundation thing, of Star Wars. That's one thing I want to kind of the whole order thing is something I want to dig a little bit deeper at because mm-hmm. Alan Hess mes- mentions it. Somebody else mentions order specifically, and there's been this whole thing of like. They, they're making a point to insert that word into the vocabulary because they want to foreshadow and keep the sequel trilogy in the first order relevant. And that's, they want to, they're kind of structuring this whole idea around order. And that's how they got to where they eventually end up. And like, I don't know how much I buy that, but well, it's I out don't, there. I don't think it's as strong of a connotation in this episode. Like, when he says freedom versus order, it makes me think about, like, stuff they said in Rebels. Like, the Empire brings order. Stuff that the the client said in the last season. Mm-hmm. Palpatine himself said. Right. During his new order Empire speech. That's what it made me think of. Just order equals subjugation, like, slavery, uh, rule of law sort of thing versus freedom <clears throat> democracy like people able to live their lives freely all that sort of thing and I don't I love how he's able to incorporate that argument and also incorporate the idea of imperial colonialism in terms of well, when Mig says you know New Republic the Empire it's all the same to these people we're just invaders on their land Mm, going yeah. back to the sand the, the Tuscan Raiders and it it kind of kind of hits a little harder too when you see that the environment around them is kind of similar to Africa is what I noticed Morac mm-hmm. kind okay. of looks like an African environment to me hot take right. hot take yeah or should we even should we even go as far as Vietnam you know, oh, even that absolutely. I, that's another one. I think that might be better. That you as know. well. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's digging up some some social political stuff from the '60s, but it's still. It ain't me. It ain't yeah. me. I ain't no trooper, son. No. Some people bone ain't no the man. Oh, they shoot the cannon at you, but do not worry, son, cause they can't hit shit. They're gonna shoot it right past you, son. It ain't me. It ain't me. 
Ain't no stormtrooper son. Thank you. What a wonderful. So wow. <laughs> Thank you. By knock by off Spencer Fogarty. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I was actually. Um, that was actually. Uh, cr- uh, uh, that well, that was actually okay. Uh, <laughs> you know the name band revival. <laughs> Cantina Band Revival. A little yeah, CBR. I, hate I it. think you're the store brand clearance Clearwater. You're the great value but, brand. <laughs> thank you. Hey, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. I'll be the Walmart brand. I don't care. Not sponsored by Walmart, by the way, this episode. But they could. Yeah, make sure to point to. that out. But I find it pretty, you know, insidious. Ooh, there you go. Ooh. Of what Fallon has mentions like these people are eating themselves alive yeah I wasn't because a fan of that accent though that's one thing I don't yeah. like him watch your name son <laughs> I didn't like him and I didn't like his character I know we're not supposed to like him but I didn't even really like the performance I thought it was who it knew was Bill Burr right. could act though but it makes yeah. you dislike him though it makes you dislike him his accent yeah. in a sense watch Fine. your TK number <laughs> Oh, we yeah. call him Brown Eyes. <laughs> so and then he just yeah, like Bill, then, then Mando just kind of like like half grins, <laughs> like this dumb grin, like isn't that right, Brown Eyes? And he just ooh, kinda, yeah. here's a cool thing. Somebody mentioned during this whole scene when he has his helmet off. Somebody mentioned this on Twitter when he he with his helmet off. I'm so excited, I can't even finish my thought. <laughs> He turns his head yeah, you can't finish when no he what. never uses his eyes, like darts his eyes. He always like moves his whole head. Because with the Mando helmet on, oh, to look around, yeah. you have to move the head. Oh. You can't move your eye, you know? So he He's would do catch. that even with his body language, even without the helmet on. That's Muscle so memory. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Muscle memory. Well, Batman but, action. <clears throat> heroes of the Empire. Yeah. Dead heroes. Or whatever. Yeah, brilliant performance by Bill Burr. Oh, brilliant, brilliant scene. Love the scene. It's yeah. engrossing every time. I like this episode a lot more this time than I did first watching it. The first time I watched it, this is actually kind of a fun piece of trivia. The first time I watched it was when my wife... I'm going to say this, but I'll explain. My wife was in labor we were in the hospital and we just happened to be there. She wasn't in labor, like pushing or anything, but in labor, the process and, um, that she was, or no, no, this was at, no, no, this was after Olive, my daughter, this was after she was born the day after that this episode came out and I, um, watched it while they were taking a nap right there in the hospital in our room. Oh, so nice. I, I caught more things this time because it was me con- like every five minutes pausing. Did I hear her? Do I have to get her? Right on. But So this time I, I fully caught more things and I, I really appreciated the performances and the I I gathered more information from his, Bill Bur- from Mayfeld's uh, talk. Mm-hmm. From that whole Even scene. his that body, his, his physical acting was impressive as well. Yeah. Not even just the, the quick, darts and vocal jabs and things like that just the way he reacted with his face was great yeah so the end they get out and then to fully complete the redemption bill burr goes off script 
it well Mayfeld goes off script in the episode within the episode and blows up a couple of those um ra- Rhydonium. 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 Rhydonian. Rhydom. Yeah, and he blows up some of those tanks and it, it kind of blows up the building. And he's like, there, I had to get that off my chest. So that was cool. And then We all gotta you know, sleep at night. Yeah. And then, you know, as they land, he's he's like, All right, you know, take me in and then Kara does the old you know, it's a shame Mayfeld didn't make it out of there alive. And at first I was like, are they going to kill him? That's what I got was what they were thinking doing. too. <laughs> then I got what they were right, well, doing. Well, we got you what we needed you for. Uh, die. You're going to kill me? Yeah. But it, it was a cool little moment like, okay, fully redeemed. You're out of here. We didn't, you know, we're, we're turning the other way and, you know, go. So then what is this planet? Like he's just on this planet? Oh, he'll find a way to get off. Okay. Oh, we all He'll do. He'll hijack a TIE fighter. <laughs> oh. Ah. But it, oh. it was a nice little end. <laughs> what, this wasn't... This was the episode where they sent the transmission, the... Haha. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the... <laughs> uh, you have something that's more means more to me than you'll ever know. That's this episode, right? It ends yes, with it him yep. sending that. So cool. Mm-hmm. Like, nice... That, that truly is a ring theory. Like, that's an actual ring mm-hmm. theory, not just us being... Right on. Funny, it, because it happened in the last season. And then last like, season, oh, second to last episode, just like second season, second to last episode, very end. And they remembered. And it's like it's on. Like it's Love on. It. But We're off in uh, the Slave 1 and it's on. I'll talk about, so, well, speaking of the Slave 1, how cool was it to actually see the interior of it? Oh, yeah, that's something I and know. How it, yep. Yeah, you can yeah. Finally, yep. we can finally get to see how it works, because he kind of... It's one of those things that had you puzzled as to, okay, so how does the cockpit work, right. blah, blah, blah. And they take you inside and, you know, show you that it's kind of like a free-floating... this Kind of a gyroscopic... Gyroscopic thing, sort of in, thing. In, in the Slave 1, and so that was pretty cool. Oh, my... Seismic charges, seismic fellas. Seismic charges. Is seismic oh, charge. yeah, I forgot about Whoa. those, yo! That uh. was so freaking cool. When he dumped those behind him, I'm like, those are... Yup, and then it, oh, it yeah. did the thing where it's <laughs> like that yep. complete silence. Like wow, you can hear it sounded silence. exactly like that. That's literally the sound of silence, and oh, it was awesome. I Again, think you hit. I think you did it perfectly, Spencer. But that was that's like another <laughs> like prequel thing. They're doing everything Star Wars fans want, even more so in the next chapter. Do you want to? All right, yeah. Here, let's give our last thoughts on this one. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, uh, yeah. The the big one. You go first. <clears throat> oh, I I just I I kind of already touched on it. I caught a lot more. I really appreciate and respect the performance of Bill Burr in this episode more so even than the than the first time I saw it and in the last episode he was in. It made us care about a few people and characters side characters that we previously wouldn't have thought we cared like when we first knew that he was going to go get mayfeld again we're like okay what the but like we cared about i even like even cara dune like she was epic because they were picking people off and helping she was serving a purpose joel and she didn't have to talk and um (laughs) i agree was also really good but she's always good like she's always cool that's what i got that's what i got joel you go Final thoughts. <clears throat> uh, obviously, character development, big time with Mayfeld. Uh, that's one of the big things. 
But also, I just, I don't know, probably all of the prequel trilogy references, uh, seeing the Juggernauts again, to seismic charges, obviously. Also, uh, something I didn't mention, when they were on the outside, when Mando and Mayfeld escaped through the outside, they were kind of scaling the wall there, and that was reminiscent of the Theed uh, Ascension Guns thing. Ooh. So, I just, I just, I don't know. I liked it. Didn't, like, love it. Like, this wasn't my favorite, one of my favorites, but... I appreciated it for what it was. Also, still don't, still don't care much for Cara Dune, but like you said, Spencer, she excels in in the action and mm-hmm. in the shooting and serves that purpose. That's all. Hmm. All Word. right. Well, a uh, couple things. I when they were escaping, when they were escaping. Why didn't they just jump into the water? That's a long way down, bro. If you hit water just, from that just far, break some bones. it's like concrete. They don't know how deep it is. Not if you pencil dive. It, they don't know how deep it is. If you pencil dive and you hit the bottom, you will still die or at least bust every bone in your body. That's a fair point. I've just seen it in other films. Where, oh, we got to get out of here. Jump in the water. Yeah, That's and it just never makes sense in them either. <laughs> You make a fair point. <laughs> okay. Basically, for this whole episode, it's all about character development to some extent. Like, Miggs Mayfeld is almost a completely different character than what we saw him in The Prisoner. Prison chains a man. <laughs> I, I, he really grew on me in this episode. He annoyed the crap out of me in The Prisoner. But in this one... Really well done. Really good character development. Not just for him, fleshing him out, but Mando, by giving him, through interacting with uh, Mayfeld, this philosophical existential crisis, in a sense, about his own, like, what do I believe in? What is the Mandalorian creed? And what does it mean to me? Like, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what is Miggs Mayfeld? Like, what is there some value in what he's saying to me? I really liked this episode. It is one of my favorites just because of that soul interaction with Mayfeld and Hess. That was really cool. I like those yeah. those dramatic moments like that. It doesn't need to be always a, a action-packed laser gun spaceship sort of thing. You know, you can have the same tension and locked-on interest in just dramatic moments like Sometimes that. Sometimes less is more. Right. This episode was a Charmin Ultra. Yes. <laughs> yes. Ah, <laughs> oh, great. Oh, uh, yes, yes. We go from dick yes. jokes to toilet paper. Yeah, that's kind of how we run around here. All right, uh, we ready to to finish this thing out? I'm ready. Okay. All right. Chapter 16, The Rescue, directed by instant Hall of Famer because of this episode, Peyton 
Reed. You might know him from Ant-Man. Listen, I'll keep it brief because we have a lot to talk about. Din recruits Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan, however the hell you say her name, and What's-Her-Face to take on Gideon. They land on his ship, get to the control room, he's not there. Din goes toe-to-toe with Gideon and the Darksaber. He defeats him and claims Mandalore unknowingly, and Bo is pissed. Just when you think the Dark Troopers are going to end it all, an X-Wing comes from nowhere. And we have one of, if not the single greatest moment in Star Wars history when we see a Jedi go ham on these troopers and it's Luke Skywalker. We get a Luke that we have been longing for, so powerful, so badass, like his father before him. He gets to Din. Din and Grogu share one final farewell as Din removes his helmet so he can look upon Grogu with his own eyes. R2-D2 shows up and Luke takes Grogu, leaving us with an absolute masterpiece of a shot that will forever be iconic as Luke holds Grogu, Grogu, who is a Yoda species, in his arm with R2 by his side, elevator doors shut in black. But stay tuned because then we have a post credit scene revealing a Boba Fett spinoff when he overtakes his rightful throne in Jabba's palace. Guys, this episode is my favorite I still piece cried. of Star Wars media. And that's including all the movies. This episode, and I'm not joking when I say this, I think about the final sequence of this episode almost daily. I'll be going through my day and I'll just be like, dude, remember to myself, remember that time that Luke Skywalker showed up in the Mandalorian and we got the single greatest Star Wars sequence of all time? I'll just think about it. Like, I, it it gets me emotional and it's because it's it's bringing together all Star Wars fans. There was no, oh, fake out, like, oh, is it Luke? And then it's like Ezra or another Jedi or even a cool, it, it, it wasn't, you know, which, another cool one, but still not. I mean, this is a Luke Skywalker level cameo, quite which literally. Which is what I thought it was going to be because watching this episode for the first time, <clears throat> you know, you see the X-Wing swoop in and you're like, okay, it's an X-Wing, definitely going to be a Jedi because whatever. Uh, rebellion, whatever. Uh, could be Ahsoka. Could be, you know, could be anybody. And like, I literally was preparing for Ahsoka or Ezra because I'm like, there's no, there's no way. And then you see the cloak and you're like, okay, well, a lot of people wear cloaks, you know. Right. And then you see the fucking green blade and I'm just like, at that and point, I was like, like how just- and how and then it's it's all over then you're just kind of like a puddle on the floor because uh see i'm a i'm as uh i'm a big enough like lightsaber nerd that when the hilt you saw the hilt a little bit and it's you know you know oh yeah i I recognized it yeah you and your lightsaber fetish yeah there was still a piece of me that was like okay it's similar there there's no way 
they just straight up go for the big guns. There's no way. They're mm-hmm. not going to do that. There's a reason that it's cloaked. They're getting our hopes up. And honestly, it would have been really awesome if it was, oh, Ahsoka showed up again and realized, right. hey, you know what? Actually, I can train him. I thought about it and I can train him. So I'll take him. And then there's her show. And it would have even been cool. And I know little to nothing about Rebels. Okay, you know that. But even if it had been Ezra, I'd have been like, I respect that. Because, again, they're bringing these characters from animated. If it had been a number of characters from from the animated shows, I would have been like, that's cool. But the fact that they just did it. Mm-hmm. And they said, guys, we're not messing around. It's It's just, it's Luke Skywalker. Like, you've never right. really seen him before. And I'm like... In his prime, which is... Oh. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys noticed, I said this in the group chat. His lightsaber technique and just some of his movements mirror Anakin's. Like, when Anakin was in his prime. Like, the, mm-hmm. the behind-the-back deflection. Yes. Just the... Instead of, you know, like, Vader force choking, he use the force to crush the final dark or oh, yeah, the final awesome. dark saber make it awesome. implode he, he force pulled one to slice him to like clothesline him just kind of like vader did in in rogue one when he yeah. put the guy up on the ceiling and held him there and sliced it like, well that <sighs> corridor corridor sequence i think they intentionally wanted to mirror the they absolutely final did. scene of rogue one with vader uh, obviously on purpose because father and son but that was oh, awesome. Yeah. I that was dope to me. The only thing I okay, the only complaint, if believe it or not, if I can have a complaint about the Luke thing, they did some weird shit with his blade and a couple shots, and it was yeah, like, it looked like a force effect. Why is he swinging around a dildo? And <laughs> what? Because they were talking about they 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 like made it small. Oh. And, <laughs> What? <laughs> the blade looks short. I didn't short. get any of the that. Bl- the blade looks short, extremely short to me in a in a couple of sequences. I wouldn't know anything about a short. He blade. was in the pool. <laughs> yeah. Just the the whole build up though. You see the X wing. Do you think maybe? Then you're like, absolutely not. And then you know it's a Jedi when the moment that you think maybe when Grogu is looking down and his ears perk up and he's like, shit, mm-hmm. this is my guy. And then he's watching on the monitor. And the way that they even revealed it, you see the cloak, like you said, but a lot of Jedi wear cloaks. And then you see lightsaber, but it's a black and white screen, so you can't tell the color. And then you get, uh, is it Bo? And she's like, a Jedi? And they're all watching right after this super intense moment where they're surely going to die. And then the darksabers stop and and turn their attention to something bigger. This one man is more of a threat than everybody in there. And then you have another layer. You have Gideon, who has been in control of this entire episode. He allowed himself to lose, essentially, which we'll talk about that moment, too. But just like, haha, you beat me, but now she's going to have to fight you for the Darksaber. Like, he goes from, I'm in control here, to complete fear. Like, I'm, this is not good. And all the elements and the other one, like they're just standing in the room watching. They don't know who this is. 
and it's just this amazing cinematic moment and the way it's shot it's the mu- the music that music it's called you're going to be you're going to love me for this a Christian a friend yep a friend i knew the name of it cuz i had to look it up it's it instantly and not just like in the moment or when, like it's one of my favorite this of uh, what track when 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 specifically is a it? friend when he's like the whole when he lands when it starts that like kind of okay lower you know Mm-hmm. It, it's kind of like a it, guitar motif. Yeah. And then, it, yeah. And then it's grows. intercut with the theme of the Dark Troopers theme, which is, is amazing. Yeah. But A Friend is, it became my favorite musical piece of, of Star Wars in general. Not just one of my favorite. Like it became, because of what happens during it, it elevates its quality to me that I'm just like that music it, every when i hear it and i see him walking with the, like it gets me hyped it gets me emotional it's awesome i envy the both of you because oh, yeah. i didn't tell, have tell the listeners when you i didn't was stay growing off up the fucking internet i didn't i don't remember me ever having a such a strong connection to the character of luke skywalker i didn't either but I was spoiled before seeing this episode. Yeah. Because I was scrolling through Facebook or Reddit or Twitter or something, and somebody had an image of Luke Skywalker from the end of the episode with the deep fake fakes and all that. Or not the deep fake face, but the CGI thing that they did. Mm -hmm. That's a deep fake. But, well, the deep fake is actually a better, more impressive effect than what they did in the actual episode. Yeah, this was a little wonky. I'll say that. But... I I spoiled it for myself, and I wonder I wonder if I may have had a different reaction to if I had watched it cold turkey without knowing beforehand. Because right. I saw it, and I was like, oh, okay, it's Luke Skywalker. I had suspected it was going to be Luke Skywalker before the episode came out. I suspected. But this confirmed it, and all I had to go on after that was, okay, well, how is this going to happen? What's, what's going to happen before this? How does, what's the lead up? So that was something to look forward to. Yeah. But and, and just I just hear all these stories about how people reacted so emotionally. Yeah. But the thing to, is to Luke showing up. The important part for them to bring Luke in is really like following through with the dialogue as well, which they did. You know, they didn't just Oh, well, we showed him. That's enough. And then the right shitty dialogue. The the dialogue? Right. I mean, the um, he says, I will give my life to protect the child, but he will not be safe until he masters his abilities. You know? Yeah. The, the, uh, it's mm-hmm. right. The Luke that we know, obviously, Luke in A New Hope is nowhere near that. But by the time you reach no. Re- Return of the Jedi, Luke is this dis- disciplined Jedi now. Has his convictions, mm-hmm. um, knows his uh, knows the charge that was given to him, and knows what's on his shoulders, and had just has this awareness of his role he needs to play in the galaxy now, and like that's projected through the dialogue that they wrote for him in this episode as well. So they really followed through with the dialogue as well, and they could have just let it fall flat and just give us shit dialogue and give us Luke showing up and. It wouldn't have been as good, 
but they followed through with it. You talk about the dialogue and how it met. It is pretty much pitch perfect in the tone of the character at the end of Return of the Jedi. Right. His his minuscule lines of dialogue he has there, but effective. And I have to bring this up because I shared this with you guys a f- couple months ago, back in December. I shared with you a Twitter thread. The, this person's name is Alden Diaz. He's the host of Octo Radio, a Star Wars podcast, and co-host of the One and Done show. But he wrote this entire amazing Twitter thread just talking about how explaining how this Luke Skywalker that we see in Mandalorian isn't incompatible with the the last Jedi Luke that we got. Oh, that guy. And no, this is this is not even trying to be funny or anything. No, it's, I know it's not, but I don't agree. He with makes it. a point of and I know you don't agree with it. But it, he makes a point it's not a betrayal or a correction or a course correction from the disappointment a lot of fans saw with The Last Jedi, Luke, that they saw a couple years earlier. But they actually work hand in hand with each other. Like, we can't have one now without the other. Where this Luke that we see, this Luke that we see in The Mandalorian is the Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, a legend that he talks about in The Last Jedi. And of course, he has this fall from grace where he almost murders his nephew because of fear, almost like he almost murdered his father out of anger. So he had that falling, that period where he lost his way. But in this one, this is all stuff that's from the thread. It's an amazing thread. I may share it on the Sequel Men page. It's really insightful. And I think it really brings value not to both this Luke that we saw and the Jake Skywalker that a lot of fans I just, they saw. I just, you know what? And I'm never going to be able to, Jedi. to reconcile with it because even, that's even okay. if somebody has a fall from grace, like that's okay. To me, Luke Skywalker is just the type of person like okay, but he would have dealt with it differently. I mean, it's fine. It doesn't make sense for something bad to happen and him to. You know, be riding high for about 20 years and being the be-all, end-all of Jedi. And then shit hits the fan with his nephew. And, okay, maybe that makes sense. But the way that they had him handle it in Last Jedi, you still could have had him be, I guess, a a mature version of this Luke that we saw in this episode of Mando. Like, I think there was ways you could have matured him and done all the things you want to do with Last Jedi and Last Jedi would not be the Last Jedi that we know right now. So, I don't know. I just think that there's there's a way that they could have, you know, Ryan Johnson and the sequel people could have handled it to where... The sequel men? (laughs) But I... And women. Um... I don't know. Yeah, I think they could just could have handled the maturing of the character better. I like how they handled Luke in The Last Jedi. I like how they handled it in this. I like how they complement each other now within the extended universe, connecting in that way the sequel trilogy to this anthology series that we have. But it's so interesting. He, You got to read this thread. I don't know you have already, but it's so interesting. How it talks about like the hubris within his knighthood. 
talking about how, well, Ahsoka, she refuted the old ways because she knew what that path led to. Luke, he hasn't learned any other way. He was taught by Obi-Wan and Yoda. He doesn't know any other way of restarting or rebooting the Jedi Order other than within the confines of the old way. And look what, how that ended up is what, it, is what the, this person is saying. I really appreciate it. I love it. He mentions Anakin, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Wait, Who mentions it? Oh, in your thread you're talking about? Yeah, this thread. He mentions Anakin and how... Oh. Uh, well, thank you, uh, Alden, for that. Diaz. Alden, Alden Diaz, Diaz for that. He caught, like, the very... talks about how at one point in time he would have... He could have taken on the First Order. Like, he took on these dark troopers and, like, very heroic... Ambitious see, fashion. Yeah, well, that's the shit we wanted to see. Well, that's you know. I don't. And you I know think the way it happened is fine. I think it it's more thought provoking the way it happened. Like it would have. I don't think we needed all that fan service in hindsight. I don't think it's wrong to challenge viewers in that way because we got it in this series. We ended exactly. up getting well, it I'm in Mando. Mandalorian is proving that fan service is. Is I know, is but at some point it's going to get very a bad old. Way to go, but no, I agree. It's I think not, this but was at some Luke point Skywalker it gets too much. We thought we were going to get, and right. then we all wanted to get, and then we got it. Just like the Boba Fett we get in this series is the Boba Fett people apparently thought that he was already. Mm-hmm. And we I finally get that. I will. We say got this. the Luke we wanted, but it also works with the Luke that exists 30 years from now for you anyway i will say i will say this about the mandalorian i've learned my lesson to just go with my expectations after all this first you had it with uh maybe you had it with a little bit with bo katan you had a little bit with ahsoka with oh they can't they can't no way in boba fett even now luke now it's kind of like okay they they clearly are not going to be the type to subvert for subverting's sake. And I think going into season three now, it's kind of like we're going to... They better deliver? Because now we're we're trained. We're trained to the know... The bar is yeah, way up. We're trained and, to and know and trust our like, expectations now. So like, they got to deliver. Are we going to get a Luke series? Like, are we going to find out? Are we going to revisit Grogu? Like, are we going to get to the I point where so. we see if he survives the 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 big the the next massacre like is he fully trained by then and off on his own and that's why he is a lot well, I don't know it that's about twenty five years into the future yeah or about twenty one years later from now so we can with the Luke stuff that's all great let's go back to the beginning of the episode because the whole episode is brilliant right from the beginning when when Boba and Din have to go recruit Bo and what's her name. Sasha Banks. Casca. Casca Reeves. Yeah. Yeah. And we get tension right there. Like, oh, you're, you're, I've heard your voice thousands of times. Yeah. Like, really hitting hard. Like, you're just a clone. You're not a man. I don't respect you at all. But I do Din, and that's why we're going to help. Because also, Gideon has the, you have his ship coordinates. He has something I want. Now there's something in it for me. We're well, in. Din and her have a history already. Can I just from what happened on 
whatever that planet is. Right. Trask. Am I stupid? Because what happened to... Yes. Yeah. What happened to <laughs> what happened to Axe Wolves? I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What happened to Axe Wolves? Right. No. I was you're wondering right. the same thing. Yeah. I think what they were doing is okay, hey, look, the this third all man woman team. Yeah. Because there's Casca, there's Bo, team. and there's Axe Wolves. And when we get it introduced yeah. to them. So I don't what, Well what? Where's Grief? Yeah. We didn't need he was old. missing from the last episode. He's missing in this one. You'd think he would want to be a part of it to save the baby yeah. that he's become so enamored with. Do the hand thing. Well, while we're at it, where is uh, uh, <laughs> Granny Perm? got the baby. Perm? Where's Granny Perm? <laughs> Wait, Gra- uh, where's Where's the whole fucking cast? Okay. Are you equating? Uh, are you equating Granny Perm with Good Grief <laughs> as a yeah. how important he is yeah. with the to the to the ensemble here. You know what would have actually made a lot of sense here that I'm a little disappointed now, but overall the episode it's not taking anything away. In the very fr- in the um, the very first episode, Timothy Oliphant's character, I feel like he should have recruited him because they foreshadowed yet yeah, like eh, we'll meet again someday like perfect opportunity to bring him. Uh, I can't go with him. One more the, person that we need. The town needs me. And then they could have like the, oh, hey, that armor looks much better on you. And he's like, that what are you talking cool. about? And he goes, it's a long story. Like that could have been a fun back and forth. Anyway. I think yeah, they, you should have wrote that yeah, part. Yeah, probably. So they, the the Mandos fight for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then Bo's like, can you stop it, you two, please? We could have taken back Mandalore if we showed this much yeah. And before we get away from the scene, the opening sequence, and it's talking about Mandalore and stuff like that, I loved uh, seeing that gauntlet fighter, that Mandalorian gauntlet fighter out front getting some live action screen time, which I know, Spencer, you don't give a shit about, but I do. Is that the one with the big spires? That's the one with the wing, wings fold up vertically. Yeah, yes. yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I was wondering. It looked fighter. familiar. Yeah. Yep. So I was excited to see that. Because the only other place we saw it was Rebels and Clone Wars, so glad they b- brought Good. it to life. <laughs> Don't give a shit. Uh. No, I do. I, I do. <laughs> so we're, we're on the ship. Sleeping. We're going. Okay, um. The plan <laughs> no. is Boba is going to create the illusion that he. They get on a. Well, they infiltrate uh, an Imperial. Yeah, so with that doctor that we don't hear from again. Like, what happened to him? <laughs> doctor Pershing. No, find out he is a cloner. I know, right? Did they just drop him off on the nuclear plant planet? I guess. He's a cloner. <laughs> Shot him out the airlock. the theory that they're working on Snoke or Palpatine right. clone. And he's like, all right, I'm going to help you guys. The child, here's where everything is on the, on the ship. I think There's he's still in Slave 1. He'd probably just chilling like oh, frozen in carbonite probably yeah boba's gonna create the illusion that he's shooting at them he's gonna make it believable he's gonna put on a show for them to get in i like how he calls bofatan princess yeah yeah because she actually is a princess she is yeah sure sure yeah and and how oh, how, oh i'm sorry spencer you wouldn't know that um yeah well because that's I, in the clone well, Wars. Now well that, from the animated series uh the resistance what? no no, no, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> no, let me just say about Boba. Okay. <laughs> and and, uh, and Bo, Boba and Bo and the princess thing. And then he's like, 
Mandalore, you gotta be kidding. The Empire turned that place to glass. You know, he doesn't give a shit. And there's this whole right. thing about, you know, I, I think, you're not I think a real Mandalorian. Cool they they made Boba have that attitude about Mandalore, like, like he grew up outside of that, yeah, culture. He's yeah. a Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, actually, he's not really. He right. really isn't. Well, Django was a foundling, but he wasn't. Right. So by by blood right or whatever you want to call it he the, right. the armor's his and he's symbolically uh, a part of the culture but he does, he could give a shit less what happens to Mandalore you know I did get a little amused at, at seeing Boba getting his ass kicked a little bit again yeah, yeah. kind of like how he, he went out in Return of the Jedi and to. what's her name Casca <laughs> Reeves was just yeah had him in a headlock and he's like oh, oh! yeah <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then just watch <laughs> And I do like how Bo's like, that's enough. If we had shown half that fight, the Empire never would have taken our planet or something like that. Right. That was good. And I also really like how they hammer home, hey, Gideon is mine. I have to defeat him. They Mm -hmm. went out of their way to say that to set up a later scene. I have to do it. They don't tell us why, but... And you're thinking, oh, it's a pride thing for people that don't know the whole story. You know, I I knew... So I'm like, okay, so she has to defeat. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the elder wand. If mm-hmm. you defeat the person with it, well, if you disarm them, then the wand is yours and only yours. Same idea. That's some, Yeah, that is something we learn at the end of the episode with uh, Moff We'll talk Gideon. about that in a minute. I <clears throat> right. We'll talk about that, that in a minute. So they're on but the ship. I want to oh, talk about, real quick, the, the, the right at the beginning, the shuttle hijacking, the shuttle Tidarium Lamba. Whatever it's Lambda called. Lambda class shuttle. Yeah. yeah. They have that shuttle pilot who is like basically your diehard imperial zealot. Mm-hmm. Doucher. <laughs> but I don't know. Joel, you might know something about this. Did you ever read Bloodline? No. Or listen to it? I had it and I never read it. I never read okay. the book. Well... They kind of tie into that novel in a sense with this guy because in that novel you have, uh, I can't remember the other faction, I'm sorry listeners, but one of them are called the Centrists and they basically shared the philosophy. This, these are two, kind of like Republicans and Democrats, these are two parties of oh, the New good. Republic Congress. The Centrists kind of share the belief of having a centralized system of galactic governance like empire, order, law, that sort of thing. And there's a character in the book called, I believe his name, Rance, Ransom Casterfo, I think it is. Okay. But he's an up-and-coming senator from the Centrists, very popular. He tells Leia about, you know, his point of view in that, you know, some people view the Rebel Alliance as a group of terrorists for what they did with the Death Star. You know, there were innocent people on the Death Star. And the rebels just blew them up. This is what this pilot's kind of doing in kind of some weird orgasmic way in his performance. Okay. Well, in his performance. And he's like, you know, I'm not going to repeat it, but go back and watch it. You'll know what I'm talking about. But I liked that callback to to the stuff from that novel, just showing that, you know, there are real imperial loyalists out there, and some of them are loyal because of what the rebels did with the Death Stars. 
Yeah. And killing all those people. Yeah, and you hear like referencing specifically it, how he's Right. You know, he's he's harassing Cara Dune there for a second. I saw the tear, blah blah blah. Goading her with Alderaan. Yeah, I saw the tear. But you which I don't like the tear blah, blah, again. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Get rid of the tear. Yeah. That's a that's a thing from prisons. Don't put it in Star Wars. <laughs> I like it. They put I a prison don't. in Star Wars. I know, but in Star Wars, it's a symbol for Alderaanian destruction. In Fine. real life, it's a symbol of... What is it a symbol of? I may be mischaracterizing it. Do you know? I don't know, but... The teardrop? I'm big on, on tattoos in any medium. Well, I, like, I, I don't mind tattoos either. Favor. I just don't like how they didn't do something unique for Star Wars instead of a tear. I mean, I'm in favor of uh, the Jared Leto Joker tattoos. I'm one of the few, so... I didn't mind the tear. I don't. Damaged. I mean, maybe not that one, but the other one. But they're there. Din goes off on his own to get the child. They, The rest of them get to the, the cockpit area. Where is he? Where's Gideon? He's gone. The dark troopers are firing up. Din encounters one of them. It, it it's punching. It almost kills him, probably. But luckily, the Beskar helmet and so much force that it's punching his. It's not denting it, but it's denting the wall behind him from his helmet. <laughs> so that was cool. It shows the power, and then he you know stabs him with the spear, which is awesome. And then Spencer, yeah, go ahead, finish your thought. <laughs> kills him with the spear. And then closes, opens the the door to space for the rest of them. And I thought, that's it. That's. Yeah. But also, I was like, okay, that's not it because they're droids. They can fly. Oh, oh, oh! The other real world thing. The oh, the dark troopers. So you know the people in them. Like oh yeah, they don't do that anymore. That was the the final weakness. You know <clears throat> the the human element. And this so is another EU deep cut. The third phase or what is it? Third, whatever he says, I got rid of the human element. They're all droids now. So that's going back to, and they really deliver fast food restaurants. Yeah, okay. Deliver with uh, the de <laughs> the dark, uh, the dark troopers because for someone who remembers the dark troopers from uh, Galactic Battlegrounds and you know the old days of the '90s and early 2000s and them showing up in mm -hmm. the video games and stuff like that, I think they they nailed it and they really did a good job with the whole red eyes and all this stuff and like w the scene you were just talking about where he first the doors are opening and they're kind of half getting deployed and obviously he shoots him out of the airlock and that doesn't mm -hmm. happen right away but them kind of prying open the door and they did a really good job of making them a, a monster almost and yeah bringing a, bringing a horror element to it almost dude yeah when they open the doors and those red eyes are right there that was terrifying mm -hmm. like when he pries the doors open i was like yo let's go this is the sort of strength that should have been in or at least teased at the end of the tragedy is what we were talking about spencer oh okay fair enough to foreshadow the strength of the dark troopers before we see them in full force in this episode so he gets to Gideon, and he's got the dark saber drawn on on Grogu, and then he's like, "You can take the kid. I got what I needed. Go ahead, take him. We'll go our separate ways." And for a minute, I believed him, but mm -mm. 
and then he's hit you know he he goes off on him but the best guard and then they have a little a little sword fight very cool very epic we see the dark saber in action we see the beskar spear in action and again we get that spear going against uh, a lightsaber just flip the rolls a little bit but uh you know, it's not a lightsaber it's a dark saber i, I know oh, I, that was like a blanket term <laughs> so they fight and then you get this what should have been this and it was for us like this epic you the doors open to the cockpit and he's holding grogu he's holding the dark saber he's holding gideon and yeah. you when you hear Bo go what happened you're like oh 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 she specifically oh oh and i want to this whole moment, like I was tense the entire time. Like, it 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 was a tense, it was a, a scene. I I had only ever felt this tension in one other other episode of one other show, uh, Breaking Bad. There was an episode, well, a lot of episodes, but there was one Don't specific spoil anything, scene. Please, I'll try not to. In in season four, <laughs> how much have you seen of it? Like halfway of season three. Maybe. Okay, well this this is I'll never I'll watch it, it so vague, I don't give a shit. There is a scene where Walt no, and again it involves it involves uh what's his name? Gus Gideon, what's the actor's name? Just no. John Carlo Esposito. John Carlo Esposito. Yeah, it involves him, so that's kind of cool that he's a part of both of these things. But the episode is called Crawl Space and at the end it's the, one of the most tense things like because there's there's a bunch of planes of action going on. And none of it's looking good for Walt. And it ends with him in a crawl space with his money, essentially in a what did you do moment. And he just, he's like crying. The crying turns into laugh crying because he's just like, I'm screwed. And it's like that same tension. Like, you know what Walt knows without it being said. And then Skylar doesn't know. So she's like, what? And he doesn't tell her because, you know, it's too intense. Same. So he walks in and immediately Bo's like, you know that something isn't right here. And she's just like thrown off. But then Gideon, again, having the control of this whole sequence up to this point is like, oh, you don't know, do you? You don't know. You can't just, and he's like, no, here, take it. I don't Viewer need it. Viewer doesn't know, know either. It's an innocent mistake. And then for us... We have to have the the dump of oh no no it doesn't work that way she has to like earn it it's the story, and then she's just speechless not saying anything, and it's just this tension you think they're gonna fight but then nope dark troopers mm. pounding at the door right and that just starts off it's, a whole chain of events it's not it's not the it's not the blade itself it's the story behind you behind how you earned it. It's not the size of the ship, it's the motion of the ocean. Right, Joel? That's what I live my life by. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> thanks. Uh, you know, this is... I find a similarity between Bo-Katan of Star Wars fame and Thorin Oakenshield from The Hobbit in that... Neat. Thorin Oakenshield needs the Arkenstone to kind of rally the dwarf kingdoms together as their united leader. The Arkenstone is a symbol of power, of royalty, of leadership for the dwarven kingdoms, and he needs it in order to do what Bo-Katan wants to do with the Mandalorians, 
Mm-hmm. Just kind of gather gather the Mandalorians that remain, show them I'm your leader now. I have the dark saber. This is how I earned it. It's a symbol of authority. Follow me and we can reclaim our homeland. Similar things. I just liked that connection. Sure. Yeah, I think sure. it's a pretty common uh effective like device they use for a lot of a lot of things in the fantasy genre. Uh so it's good to kind of I mean see it brought into Star Wars. Yeah. So now <laughs> Din is uh accidentally the ruler of the Mandalorian. So that'll be a <laughs> point for season three, maybe. And a an usurper to the throne we have here. Usurper. Interesting. But let's just let's just skip back ahead. Yep, there's tension. They gotta fight, whatever. Well, okay, so Luke's here. Um, there's one thing I do kind of wish, but I get why they didn't do it, because at least for this... If, I mean, if he's used again, I'm sure they might go this route because they look exactly alike, but um, I, I kind of wish it just straight up... It was Sebastian Stan. Right. I, I like, can, because they I, look exactly alike. That. Yeah. Even the We've all fake, seen I'm the like, picture. Is right. that? Yeah. But I get why they didn't. You know, they wanted to have like Mark Hamill age down. I think that was actually him, not fighting. But I think that was the him. The voice. Right? I think. I think they no, did do some no. de aging in the voice. Did they not? Yeah, it was I his am voice not for sure. Yeah, I was trying to find out about that. The only thing credited, I could find out. Yeah, he's the only thing I could find out was that Mark Hamill was on set. It's got to be. Okay. I, th- I don't think he was in costume. I don't think he was there. In costume, doing the role. There was a stand-in doing that where they put the CGI mm-hmm. face over him. And I don't know if it was a Correct. wig or if they did the makeup. Yeah, it was right a younger things. actor. I can't remember the name, but there was definitely right. a different... Just get Sebastian Stan, dub his voice if you have yeah. to. Bro. I completely agree. If he shows up again, I think... Because this has been like a thing that has been talked about. A within, Luke Skywalker you know, show? Yeah, like if they did that or if he showed up again, I think that would be the best route. I think they should. And I think how they didn't, the reason they didn't this time is like, okay, let's give Mark Hamill's version, you know, his proper, he gets one more turn at it. Right. You know, for this big of a cameo. And then going forward, we'll use, you know, we'll recast. Because you have to, he's old. But I'm kind of hoping. I want to see Sebastian Stan. And he's already in the Disney Plus Vortex. They have access to him. He's there. Hold on. With Grogu being spirited away with Luke at the end of this season, I think we're not going to see him in season three. I think we'll see him at the end. At the end, if anything, but he's not going to be showing up on an every two episodes basis anymore being with Luke unless Mandalorian, uh, Mandalorian, Din, wow. I'm sorry, you guys. Din ends up going to the temple to visit Luke or visit Grogu or something like that well, he for did some say, important piece of information. We'll see each other again. I want to wait for Joel to come back to go into the emotional emotional okay. stuff when he takes off the helmet. But I'll just, I mean, the whole, that almost full circle moment of, because like Yoda trained Luke and now Luke is carrying and holding on to and training this Yoda figure Mm. and like holding this baby Yoda 
is such a like wow. And then like when R two shows up, you're just like, dude, let's go. They it's went surreal all out for this episode. It's surreal. Oh man, I Probably remember where surreal I was for Luke when I really. watched this, and I remember I'll always remember I watched it with, um, like on my lunch at work with a student who was uh, not on duty yet. She was a student worker that I supervised. And like, so we got to like share this moment. So it's just cool that we'll, sometimes I'll randomly tell her, Hey, remember when Luke showed up in the Mandalorian? (laughs) It's fun. I was watching it with my dad one night. That would be cool. Like that's meaningful for you. Would have been more meaningful if you didn't know. I know. I we know. told you. I know. Shame. <clears throat> I'm running out of air in this booth, so. Are you back? <laughs> Let's end it. Okay. All right. Well, no, we're not going to end it quite yet. We're but not going to end it. The I got to keep the, the door another open little on ring this thing. theory. When he takes when he takes the helmet off to look on look at him with his own eyes and and because I love how like you he, threw that in there because that's something uh-huh. I didn't really link up to. That was like, that's well, awesome. Luke is standing right there, and then it's he doesn't want to go with you, and he's like, no, he wants you to give him permission. Like he wants you to tell him it's okay, because right. like you're it's his dad. It's like when Anakin left his mom. It's that that same idea, mm. and you see, you know, even further developing. He's putting his old beliefs behind. Like I, he doesn't care if people see his face because he wants this baby that he loves now and cares about so much to be able to see his face and touch his face. And then this he, relationship he's crying. between the two of them transcends the yeah. Mandalorian creed. And he's, you know, we'll we'll see each other again. I promise. Just like what Anakin's mom says, or no, mm-hmm. yeah, Anakin's like, well, are we gonna? Am I going to see you again? He goes, do you, do you want to? Or, or she, you know, how she, whatever the line is. Um, I can't Do you think remember. we will? And he's like, yeah, maybe. I don't know. What does your yes. heart tell you or something like that? Nope, that's from Lord of the Rings too. But um, it's that parent comforting, like in an uncertain situation. He doesn't know if he's going to see him again, but just mm-hmm. the comfort, like as a parent, that's what you say. Hey, everything is going to be okay. Everything is going to be fine. We're going to get through whatever. This isn't like a bad situation that needs comforting, but it's an unsure. You know, he's he's right. known him and cared for him, so he's he's, you know, it's okay. Go. You have to train with with this Jedi. We'll see each other again, even though he doesn't know that. Right. But I'm he's sure saying will. it because he wants it to happen. Basically, yeah. It's almost a reassurance to himself. Yeah, as well. And then just, Not him only just watching him walk away, in that final shot of him like, like taking that, let's be brave breath. You know it, where it's you know I have tears, Ooh, but din? yeah, okay. like that final breath of, okay, you know, like my son's going off to college. That type of moment, <laughs> it you know it got me, it gets me, and then you know, the doors sp- close and there it is. You know, Spencer. It also, it does tie back into that. Um, season one finale in a ring theory with uh, IG-11 where you have this emotionally charged moment where he takes his helmet off and what in both scenes turn out to be an evolution for the character because but in season one it's because of a loophole right in this one it's because he's like 
he's bearing his soul to this child that he shared these last, I don't know how long it has been. He's grown this emotional bond with this child, father and son sort of thing, almost like a Padawan relationship on a deeper level. Yeah, and I guess but in that sense, it, it's it hits intimate. me a little different being a dad. You know, eventually right. I'll, assuming, you know, my kids go to college, I'm not going to make them, but if they do, but if even if they don't, it's going to be, you know, at some point I'm going to be have to send them on their own to figure mm-hmm. things out on their own. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's that same idea. He's just going off to training. He's he's not, you know, it's a good thing, I, but it's sad. They missed a they missed a sweet moment that could have been with the ball, the little ball. He like here, he take this have, with you. Yes. Or, As oh, a to- it would have been token. perfect. Yeah. It's okay. Here, take it. Like how we told oh, yeah. him when he was like training oh. him. And then if he'd have forced it to, ah, oh, dude, that would have been sweet. Oh. Is Joel alive? Barely. <clears throat> Sorry. So then the I'm post learning, credits. I'm learning the uh, value of having ventilation and a voiceover booth. <clears throat> yeah. You can't breathe. <laughs> no. So the post credits. That's right. So the post credits. You're like, where's it going? We're on, we're on Tatooine again. Here we go. The double sun. And oh, there's Jabba's palace. What are we going to get? But no weird frog thing. Nope. Eating a lizard. But then we get uh, Fat Bib. Yeah. Bib the Hut. There he is. And <laughs> you're like, it's full circle. He became Boba. Jabba. I thought he died. It's so good. Played by Matt Wood. Yeah. So good. And then, you know, the Fennec comes in and sets the chick free. The, what are those called? The species? The Twi'leks. Twi'lek. Yep. Tomato, Set tomato. Once free. again, this is the thing with this show is that the Twi'leks tails just don't look right all around. Here we go. Oh, what? All. And then Boba comes down. Comes down and we get the classic shadow coming down, the shots of him, you know, the, the kind person of mirrors coming down the, the steps. Uh, the, um, the Boosh or the Bausch. Return of the Jedi. Whatever. Leia disguise. How... She comes yeah. down, or or better yet, Yata. better yet, how, how uh, Luke comes down the stairs in Return of the Jedi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So then mm-hmm. Boba comes down, and he doesn't say anything, does he? He just he lets Bib nope. talk, and then he just shoots him. I'm glad he Fennec doesn't say goes, a word. Yeah, it it makes it better. Then Fennec goes and grabs some alcohol, and she sits on the arm, and, and I think she's uh, drinking. Spotchka. Yeah, it just might be sure. Spotchka. And then he a sits flagon. down on the throne, and we get the reveal. Book of Boba Fett, December 2021. And I'm like, let. I did not think I wanted a Boba Fett show, but I do now. Actually, yeah, and I had a couple more thoughts. So, like, obviously it's foreshadowing him becoming the king of the criminal underworld. At least that's what mm-hmm. we can... Kind of gather from in that sector of the outer yeah. rim, but also I started thinking about like I know at this point in time, <clears throat> Maul is dead. Maul is dead, but perhaps Crimson maybe. Dawn is still a thing, and maybe we're gonna s- no Maul is dead, right? But that doesn't maybe. mean Crimson Dawn has to be out of existence, you know. So maybe we're gonna see Boba deal with Sidious Crimson Dawn. Maybe I don't know. See Spencer, I haven't even watched this episode, but I know from hearing about Rebels, that Maul is for sure right. 
not yeah. coming back dead. Right. Obi-Wan kills him in, in a really desert. lame battle. Yeah. But <laughs> not lame. I, but it shows I'm true waiting to watch the episode before I watch the scene. It shows true mastery. Yeah, it sucked. So <laughs> Fennec and Bo How can you say that, Joel, but hate... How They're can you say that show. but hate The Last Jedi Luke? We're done with hey, The Last Jedi. Hey, We're no, not no, talking no. anymore you can't, about it. You can't it. enter into this debate. We're not if, doing this. If, if you We're not have doing not this. seen the episode of Rebels. This is relevant. This is relevant. How can Obi-Wan do something like what he did, but yet episode? it's awesome, but Luke projects himself and it's lame? I never s- said... First of all, that's a stretch, Christian. I'm on Joel's side here. That is not even in the same ballpark. That's a lightsaber. Like he just he knows his moves because they fought. I know. And I'm kind of just picking a, a shot, and that's here. not force projecting himself. Mm-hmm. Which I Christian, also thought how was about valid. Just, it shows just watch that he's the that episode, the force, and we'll, we, then we'll talk. Watch the episode gotcha. of Rebels, and we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk. I I would like to see another live action mall. They shut it up in Solo. Can you give us that, right, please, exactly. somewhere? So cool. <laughs> cool end of the season. Is is season three going to be, you know, because they're called chapters, so is it just going to start over chapter one? Mandalorian season three is the Book of Boba Fett. Is that going to be its no, own that's not. separate thing? Nope, is that a limited were, series? Is that a thing that's going to keep going? Is Din's story done? Are we going to see him in season three? There's a lot of questions. Yeah. We'll see how it unfolds. It's for sure going to be a Mando Grogu, season three. We're going to see him. Like Book of Boba Fett does it is not the does not take the place of Mando season three. They're they're still going to be there. All right. Uh, two separate things that we know of. We'll just have to see in December. And then are we going to see Luke and Grogu? Yeah. Are we going to see that? Is this all going to lead up to his nephew? Are we going to see a young Ben? I'm in favor of that. That's fine. I think it's a little too early for that. I know, but I'm saying, like, eventually, if this goes on long enough, they can do a time jump. Actually, one of those. Then we get an old Din, and we get Aldrich, or what's the guy that played young Han Solo? Alden Ehrenreich. Ehrenreich. Alden, yeah. Yeah. He could show up as Han Solo. Like, there's a lot of stuff they can do with this show. And we know it's all on the table. We got Luke Skywalker. Why not have Han show up at some point? Han, he could show up in the book of Boba Fett. Right, that's what I'm saying. They can do whatever they want. They can do whatever character. I really want Alden Ehrenreich to get more out of it, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. You mentioned when we, I, we first saw this episode, or when you first watched it, you mentioned to me that if I loved Anakin in Revenge of the Sith, if I loved, like, Revenge of the Sith as the movie, it's one of my, it's like my favorite movie in the saga. Yeah. Then you'll love the the ending sequence and the fighting I, style. Yeah, not only his fighting style, but the congruity with the congruity <laughs> with um, him massacring the Trade Federation on Mustafar. Okay, where he's cloaked, you don't see his face. He's just going through and just killing everybody. Even with the younglings, I mean, I like the symmetry between the two sequences now that you mentioned that. And I noticed that this time. I was paying a little more attention to that sort of thing when watching it the second time around. This is my second time watching the episode. I also have to say, people that are, yeah, obviously, 
it's very similar to like the Luke stuff when he exits the elevator. Um, it's very similar to the Vader scene in um, Rogue One, but people that are like, it's a shot for shot. Like if you go side by side, it is not at all. It's just right. very, very similar. Right, right. But it's not Actually, a shot It's probably shot. more similar to the Revenge of the Sith sequence than it is the Rogue One sequence. Yeah, but the imagery is more Rogue One, you know, like with the smoke. Right. It just, yeah. it, it bookends it because I, I have... <laughs> He shows I have up expected a end. dark trooper to say, Wolf Gideon promised us peace. <laughs> no. The, Lord, it's the over. dark troopers are cool. Which yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's a great scene. It's my fa- It's my new favorite like Star Wars moment, sequence. It's just yeah, I wasn't exp- emotion. Yeah, it great chapter. Great also, season. Where are they going to go from here? To it's cool it. how Gideon's like a clairvoyant. In a sense, Assume, and how he, he's everything. always one step ahead. He like really he is. knows exactly what they're doing, and well, he tells him, "Just assume I know everything." Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's so good in that role, Giancarlo Esposito. I love him in this. He's and so he good. didn't die, so we there we're gonna see more of him. Just knocked out. Yeah. Did you get that, Harry Potter? Yeah. Uh, sure. Anyway. There's... Uh, probably four movies or four moments that if I could, if I had the ability to completely experience it for the very first time with no knowledge again, I would. It's, I'm not going to go into specifics because mm. we'll cover them, but it's a couple, it's end game in its entirety. Um... Maybe The Dark Knight, that whole movie, and those might be the only two experienced, you know, and uh, this, this episode. That's my top three. Like, if I could experience them for the first time again, I would do it. Yeah. And it's it's so rewatchable. Like, I've watched that final sequence several times and I've watched those reaction videos to it several I've watched people watching it but it's it's great it's bur- it's beautiful the music ah, it's the whole thing like well Jolly. freaking done John John and Dave good hinting to uh, the sequel trilogy as well mm-hmm. with uh, this child has the potential to bring back "Quote unquote, a new order." Aha! That's where the first order link comes in for me. So Grogu mm. is the head of the new order. Yeah. yeah. Yep. He's the puppet master. He's Darth Plagueis. Supreme Everybody. leader. Yeah, Darth Plagueis. Joel, what you got? Final thoughts on this episode? Uh, I'm right with you. If I could experience it again, I would. Uh. 
I wouldn't say that it's... I'd say... This and maybe Revenge of the Sith are in that category for mm. me. Mm-hmm. For me personally. I can dig that. But <clears throat> yeah, I, I think this was the first time in a while. And maybe Rogue One. The ending of Rogue One was pretty sweet for me. But as far as top three, absolutely euphoric. Oh my God, be this episode of, or this cha- this chapter of Mando. Probably. Rogue One and Revenge of the Sith. So it's it's up there in my top three. Are we uh, talking about things we want to relive for the first time? Yeah. Sure. Uh, uh, cinematically. Well, cinematically? Yeah. Oh, man. Great. Endgame, the ending. Yeah. That's for one. Movie. Yeah, Infinity War. Endgame and this and episode. Infinity War no. together. Well, yes, and this episode, because exactly. I didn't get to have that the first time. Yeah, <laughs> see? You need it. Because so. I ruined it. But I can't... See, I'm put on the spot. If I had time to think about it, I could do it. But yes, Revenge of the Sith is a highlight, the whole yeah. thing. Like, love it. And that just going on, you guys have this strong emotional attachment with Luke. Yeah, of course, back. and that's another thing. It's like... This is this is like this is a big deal for Star that, Wars fans. You know, I mean, <clears throat> we all had Batman and Superman and blah, as blah, blah, Biden blah, would but, say, this is a big fucking deal. Okay, Joey uh, B. But I think really, and for my childhood, my soup, my favorite superhero was Luke Skywalker. I considered him to be a superhero, and this is the first time. Since, since, well, I'll just say the Disney era, I guess, that I really felt that about Luke. Yeah. So, there may have been a little bit of that in, uh, no, never mind. <laughs> well, the thing with Luke, real quick. It's cool I'll, that you you and a bunch of other people were able to share yeah, that experience. I'll say this yeah. one more thing and then, and then we can, you know, end it, but... Yeah. All the like, I get older folks having this admiration and you know, for Luke. And obviously, I loved him as a character, but I never fully yeah. saw whatever, but like, oh, what do they see in him? You know, like, mm-hmm. oh, and, and all the lit, like, I would look up like top 10 Jedi, and everybody's like, well, he's the most powerful Jedi. Like, clear, he was even in the original, like, I never got the sense that he was all powerful, like, because he just didn't do anything that was that powerful. I mean, he fought Vader, but he almost lost. He got shot in the hand on the ship. Like he never really used the force except for, you know, the on the pigs. Like he didn't he never proved <laughs> that he was the most powerful. People, I think people said that cuz they knew like they read like more into like the books and stuff and which i assume got more into depth Uh, so that's where they're getting it from but i never experienced him being this like oh he's the most powerful like (gasps) this guy because i'm like he there's a more recent book that came out called the legends of luke skywalker where they have a short story about him pulling a star destroyer out of the sky on jakku right and that's a legend but but like before that aside like it's it's not about for me 
as a I'm child, not saying either way. I yeah, don't. It's not for me. It's not about like the power aspect. It's, it's right. Heroic figure, and that's, heroic figure, yeah. wisdom, growing through experiences, learning from failure. Right. Right. I. I. That's why I like that. What that guy said on Twitter so much because it shows. Hit one of his final points is that it the 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 Luke we see in the Last Jedi is him coming to terms after talking with Leia and Yoda. Right. Combining who he is then and the wisdom he learned over the years and coming like getting his head on straight with who he was during the Mandalorian years, combining the two with the wisdom. That's why he shows up the way he does with the just for men's treatment. <laughs> With the with the die, not sure. only to set Kylo off, but it also he writes he was like forming the myth in that moment sure. to create the, the recreate the legend and get back on track. That's why I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, and also I just it. speaking of the emotional thing with Luke, I just wanted to add I had more of an emotional reaction when I was watching the Rise of Skywalker. Maybe it was because. The culmination of the epic storytelling, like seeing the character possibly come back, seeing references and things like that, it hits well, me the, emotionally that in wasn't that sense because it's you. culminating everything. That also wasn't it wasn't spoiled, spoiled for, for me either. Right, right. That's why I just I love that kind of that kind of thing in that story. Like I knew the twist of Fight Club before I watched Fight Club, so like that movie didn't have it's the same and idea. It sucked, didn't it? Yeah. But um, yeah, well. Well, we got Christian to play us out, but uh, we got one more. One more. We got the wrap-up, and then we're moving on to bigger things. And uh, we got we got the recap wrap coming. We got our end-of-the-year awards. We got our categories, best and worst, and some other stuff like that. So stay tuned for that. Christian, play us out. All right, that's it for us today here on Sequel Men, the podcast. Yes, I'm going to echo Bill O'Reilly. Thank you for joining us for this penultimate episode in our Mandalorian series. It's been fun. It's been a fun trip. We got one more episode, as he said. You can listen to all of our Mandalorian episodes here on Podbean or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or really wherever you listen, like to listen to your podcasts, you can probably find us there. Check us out. And without further ado, here's Spencer to take it away. Ah, uh, yes, thanks, Christian. I am here in in the heart of it with a lot going on behind me, a lot of nothing. You can find us on the Facebook. You can find us on Twitter at SequelMen19. You can find us on Instagram at SequelMen the Podcast. You can email the show at SequelMen. 19 at gmail.com as you heard in the last episode I'll read it even though it insults me fuck Brandon and just kidding I love him that's the first F word wow. I used in this episode I don't know if I you're want never to going on I don't know if I want on to topic hear again. that portion of the episode I can't wait to listen to it yeah no I'm, I'm obviously kidding but you can find us on all those uh, five stars on on iTunes rate us write a review yep. I'll read that too and thanks Thank you. Appreciate you. <clears throat> All right, you guys. Well, I can't wait till the next one. That's, That's right, right, Christian, because here's <laughs> son of a bitch. Go ahead.
That's right, Christian, because here at Sequel Men, the podcast. All films are created sequel. Take Did you really so did pass you out? I fucking pass out. That- is that I where stumbled you out of this booth and I passed the fuck <laughs> out. I was sitting in my office chair. Are you serious? Yeah, I was sitting, I was sitting, I was sitting on, I had walk out of the booth and I was sitting in that fucking chair. I'm picturing him. <laughs> Slumped over. I was, and then I sat down on the pillow. Like, guys, sorry, yeah. I had to go let my dog out. <laughs> I fucking passed out. So I'm gonna have to like maybe we're just carrying on making fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> you guys didn't fucking believe me? No. no. I ran out of oxygen. I That's I, why I asked I if you could did. breathe. And yeah. I was gonna chastise so gonna you to, like, because I'm sitting in my un- and propped open a little bit or something. Well, I you just locked so. yourself into a suffocate box. Well, I didn't there. build it for a two-hour oh. fucking podcast. I built it for well, you should have voiceovers <laughs> that take All me. Right. Oh, oh I'm my hitting, god, you I'm actually ending. almost died! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I'm ending the recording. <laughs> okay, I'm ending mine. Okay. Okay.